Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Hey there, good morning. We're going to have lots of fun this morning. How much do you use your iPhone 5 besides making and receiving calls and maybe for email and text? We have expert photographer Keith Rosenthal who's going to share his tips to maximizing the use of iPhone 5 for your investigative toolbox. He has some other apps and applications that he's going to tell us about too. You know, he might even talk about iPhone besides an iPhone 5, but mostly this will be about iPhone 5. So let me tell you a little bit about Keith. He began his interest in photography at the ripe old age of 10. He has more than 40 years of accreditation as a professional photographer, and he studied under a man known as the Dean of Photographers for Look Magazine, Earl Thiessen, I guess you pronounce his name right, Keith? Tyson, yes. Tyson, okay, Tyson. And Keith earned, uh, recently earned, not so recently now, but uh, in the last few years, a professional photograph- uh, photographic certification commission's certified evidence photographer. That is a mouthful. A designation after meeting rigorous requirements measuring his technical skills. He's one of less than 50 photographers worldwide to earn this designation as an evidence photographer with this desi- with this um, certification. Keith designs also and builds specialized equipment. He pushes his cameras, his lenses, and his computer programs to achieve um, all kinds of great results. He has a long list of credentials, including photo- photographing many Fortune 500 companies. And for you San Francisco Giants fans, he was the artist in residence for the San Francisco Giants ballpark, documenting the three-year uh, plus construction. And for you golf fans, he was also Trans America Senior PGA Golf Championships official photographer for their 14 year duration, photographing all their tournaments and all their tournament events. So good morning, Keith. Well, good morning, Francie. How are you doing? I'm great. And I'm excited about this, um, uh, show today because you've already given, told me about some applications for iPhone that are just really fun and uh, useful. So yes, yes, it's quite a quite a powerful tool. Well, <laughs> I think I told you that I was on a trip one uh, recently, and I took seventeen hundred photographs on my iPhone, and I kept thinking, "When is this going to stop? At some point, I'm going to run out of room." But I never did. They make different iPhones um, with different sizes to them, as far as the memory goes, and. Uh, you know, my my idea is to always get the biggest you can because then you do have more room to put things on. Uh, but um, uh, the main thing is to get your pictures off of the iPhone so that you release that room and um, put put other pictures on there. So carrying around a whole bunch of photographs on your phone is good while you're traveling, but then when you get home, it's a good right. idea to download yeah. them to the computer, not only just to back them up, and move them around to several hard drives, but also just to, re- you know, release the space so that you can start putting in more photographs. Oh, for sure. They're not still on my phone, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so tell me, Keith, do you th- what do you think about cell phones or iPhone 5 in particular as a photographic instrument? 
Well, they're pretty good for the, the applications that you should be using them for, and they're not good for other applications, especially for investigators. Um, there's a fine line uh, for legal purposes when we talk about forensic photography. We talk about things that are going to be used in court. So when it comes to things that are like fingerprints, shoe prints, tire tracks, um, tool marks, Things that later on they'll take this photograph and they'll turn it into a print and then they will compare that print to an original, like an original fingerprint, and they'll make measurements off it. You need a very accurate lens so you don't introduce distortions into the picture. And the iPhone does not have that kind of a lens. It's called a rectilinear lens. And it's basically the uh, formulation of the way that the lens is made. And there are rectilinear lenses, but they're mostly uh, designed for, you know, professional 35-millimeter cameras, and they're uh, they're very well corrected. And that way, when you take a picture of a postage stamp really close up, uh, it'll look exactly like the original, and you can make measurements off of it. Where with the iPhone, if you get real close to something, it's going to kind of distort it, uh, just like a wide-angle lens would distort it. And I do Keith, have... I ha- Keith, I have no idea what a rectilineal lens could be. Could you tell us? Could you explain oh, that? Oh, sure. Um, it's a it's a lens where all of the lines are corrected. In other words, the the corrections for straight lines would be straight lines in the finished print. So uh, when you take a photograph of a of scenery, it doesn't really matter. But when you take a picture of a of a document or a piece of paper or a fingerprint, and then they later on come by and want to measure from this point to this point, you don't want any distortion in there. Well, now I have an iPhone 4S, and yeah. I have been using it to take close-up photographs of documents, and they come out very clear. Is that, is that something different? No, they're, you're, you're using it properly, and that's why I was saying that using the camera uh, for what its purpose is is a good idea, like for scanning documents is just fine. But if you were to come along later and say, well, the original document is eight inches from this point to this point, and the, and the picture you're showing me is I a see. different size, you see the, the lens introduced some distortion into the picture, and therefore measurements shouldn't be made. Uh, if you're going to make measurements, you should use a rectilinear lens, and the iPhone and all of the inexpensive cameras will not have a, a rectilinear lens. It's okay. a technical term, but basically if you just think to yourself that if it's a picture, let's say that somebody says, um, you know, I was running and I ran into the tree that's in front of the house, and then you uh, you want to show a picture of the house, and in court you want to say, is this the house that you were in front of? And they say, Yes. And then you say, is that the tree you ran into? And they say, yes. You don't really need a corrected uh, lens like a re- mm-hmm. rectilinear lens because you're just, you're just documenting the fact that something was there. Right. Okay. But if you are showing somebody a tire print uh, that has been uh, photographed and then later on somebody comes and says, that tire print doesn't match up with the original, why is that? Well, that's because you've introduced distortion into the the picture because of mm. the lens. And then whenever you introduce distortion into something, the other side, usually, you know, if you're on the defense side, the prosecution will say, well, Your Honor, if this image is distorted, then we want it tossed out. Mm-hmm. And the judge would probably say, yeah, you just admitted that the picture's distorted, and we don't want anything distorted in court, so we're going to not let it in. Right. But at the same time, if you're taking... Uh, for, even if you're taking photographs for court and you're just maybe taking photographs of an overall crime scene, utilizing the camera on the phone would be fine. I think so. Um, you know, you want to make sure that it's not going to be something that measurements are mm-hmm. going to be required from. If it's uh, just kind of rule of thumb, if it's something to just show what the place looked like and to give some idea of you know, this is in front of that, and that's in front of that, or this is next to that, those kinds of things, just general views of things. Um, As long as measurements won't be made, then the the iPhone would work just fine for something like that. Another thing people should realize is that if you want to dial out some of that distortion, zoom the lens out a little bit. So where the distortion happens mostly is on the very widest uh, setting. So Mm. if you were to 
just put your fingers on the screen and spread them apart a little bit to where the, 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 the photograph was now zoomed in a little bit, a lot of that distortion will go away. In fact, I've tested my phone, and I can get my phone to uh, reduce the amount of distortion by almost completely. You know, So just zoom out. Don't shoot at wide angle. If you want to make somebody's look bad, you know, in other words, make if you take a, a portrait of somebody, um, if you get really close to them and use a wide-angle lens, it will distort their face and make their nose look like it's really bigger <laughs> than it is. So, you know, I have this vision, Keith, of of people that are listening today. They all have their cam- their phones out, and they're doing exactly what I'm doing right now, which is <laughs> just doing what you're describing. <laughs> well, good. That's what it's all about. You know, the power of the of the phone is not just taking pictures. Um, I, I think that uh, a pocket camera, um, you know, an instant type, um, I call them happy snappy cameras that people buy. Um, if you're comparing that to the iPhone, I think it's a good comparison. I think that the new iPhone uh, being an 8 megapixel uh, camera and having the ability to do um, high definition video and then being able to have the ability to do uh, 4G uh, network uh, ability with uh, that kind of speed, it's now jumped up from um, a phone. The old phones were kind of, you know, they were phones, and the the cell phone really wasn't designed to take pictures. The new i5, though, I this is the first time I've seen a, a a phone that has a camera in it that's good enough to do investigative type work, and then layered on top of that. The applications that are available for the phone are monstrously powerful. So I use applications for all kinds of things that um, are connected to either the Internet or uh, my ability to um, uh, email pictures or the, the, the fact that I can take pictures and I can um, put arrows and things into the picture and then send to somebody and have them see what I'm doing uh, exactly from where I'm doing it. So if they have a question, they can say, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It was over here. And, and you have that immediacy. Yeah, so right. it's a very, so, very powerful tool because of the applications. Okay. So if you had your, if you had a choice to use a point and shoot camera instead of the i5, you, you, you're saying to use the i5 if you have that. I would use the i5 and I would leave the pocket camera out just purely from the standpoint that you can uh, now communicate. With a pocket camera, you have to wait to get back to your office. I don't mm-hmm. think you'd see a big difference between the quality of the two pictures. And um, I have uh, some programs we can talk about, some applications that actually give you more versatility in taking the picture and in recording uh, the direction that I took the picture in, the GPS coordinate of where I took the picture, uh, the altitude that I took the picture from, um, all kinds of information that's not available in a pocket camera. Okay, why don't you go ahead with that? Because you, you just told me about that, Keith. Good, yeah. Um, well, uh, first of all, you know, if people have their, their iPhone in their hand, um, ask yourself, how many applications do you have in the phone and are you using the phone purely for a telephone and then a few games? Or are you trying to do business on it? Are you trying to use it as a, I call it a Swiss Army knife for investigators? Because once you load up a bunch of these applications, which I can tell you about today, um, you will find that that phone becomes a Swiss Army knife for an investigator. It has <laughs> tremendous potential to do real work that can't be done a different way. So let me start with my favorite app. And I told you about this, and I think you downloaded it, so I you did. know. I did. Have you ever seen anything like this in your Never. life? This but of course, a, I'm. You know, I'm not really a techie, so you know. Well, I am. So, so basically, I am melding the ideas that are in different areas. I've studied surveying, so I know how to make angular measurements and what the difference in heights and how to how to calculate all of that. But then to be able to take a photograph of that is an absolute um, um, amazing tool. Now, this application, if people want to write this down, it's called Theodolite, and it's spelled T-H-E-O-D, as in dog, O-L-I-T-E. 
Mm-hmm. And when, when you see a surveyor looking through an instrument that's on a tripod, and it is an older style instrument where they would look and make measurements and, uh, and, and calculate angles, that was called a theodolite. And it's a very accurate way of measuring angles, both vertically up and down and horizontally. So what they've done now is in the uh, application called Theodolite, which costs $4. It's very inexpensive. because yeah, my it's very cool, too. I yeah, have to my, tell you. <laughs> my, my, my real Theodolites are thousands of dollars. And this is practically as accurate for most people's uses. I, I wouldn't suggest trying to do surveying with it, but um, you could do you know, a lot with it and, and still uh, um, have a great uh, tool. So um, when you download Theodolite, what you're doing is you're, you, you have a camera, but in the camera you have a crosshair, and wherever mm-hmm. you put that crosshair, on the photograph itself will be a bunch of gauges and dials that tell you, are you tipping the camera to the left or to the right? Are you tipping it down? Are you tipping it up? Yeah. And it'll give you a, also a, a, a heading, a reading of, compared to the compass, what direction are you taking the picture in, which to an investigator is a very, very important item exactly so later on when you have to in court you have to say you know when somebody says where did you take this picture from on the photograph will be printed the gps coordinate the date the time the angle that you shot the picture from the 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 heading and it will also show other information like the altitude so I, I sent you a picture that was a, a picture I took out of an airplane window at 37,000 feet. Right. How would you tell somebody where you took that picture from? But actually on that picture, you'll see all of the GPS coordinates, the altitude, and I even mixed into it the fact that I had a speedometer um, program <laughs> application in my phone, and I, um, I recorded that I was going 488 <laughs> miles an hour. Now, try that with a pocket camera. Right. right. You know, th- hey, Keith, a- we, we need to take a quick break. This is so much fun. But let, let's take a quick break, and let's not lose this thought, because I want to come back to this. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com you're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest, Keith Rosenthal, is here to talk about maximizing the iPhone 5. And we were just talking about a program uh, downloaded app called Theodolite. 
And that's, um, I might just say when I went to download mine, there are other theodolites. This one is by Hunter and it's $3.99, um, on your, on your app download. So, uh, if you're looking for that, that's what it's, that's who it's by. It's that one. And, uh, okay. So when you take the photograph, though, all of these coordinates that are all over the, the screen will be printed out on your photograph. That's correct. Um, that's the, the beauty of this. So you wouldn't want to do vacation pictures where you just want to have a picture of a beautiful sunset or something like that unless you wanted to document where you were. So you'd use other applications or just the camera application that comes with the phone if you were doing pictures at a birthday party or something like that. Where this comes in handy is if you have to document and you want to later on talk about where you took the picture, when you took the picture, and, and, and the, the direction you took the picture, all of that. And that's where the printed information uh, is in the photograph, and it's permanently there. So um, you can't get rid of it. Therefore, it becomes a document uh, that mm-hmm. is um, uh, really a, a good way of showing people um, the information that you're trying to get to them, which is where you took the picture from. Now, you mentioned that you took this from a plane, this uh, one photo from a plane, and, and how did you overlay the speedometer with the photograph to get the speed you were going? Well, I actually sent you another, uh, an, uh, out of another program, I, I, I went into another application, and at the same time that I took, or within a few seconds of when I took the picture, um, I, I uh, turned on my speedometer and I then did a screenshot. Now, a screenshot, I don't know if you know how to do that, but um, it's a very powerful tool. Whatever you see on your iPhone, you can take a picture of the screen. And all you do is uh, the, the button that, the, that you use to go to home. Yeah. Okay. And the button that's on the top that turns the phone on and off. Yeah. Okay. You would momentarily, and you have to be pretty quick about this, whatever you see on the screen right now, if you just um, touch the the home button, and then right after it, you touch the on-off button and just click both of them and let go um, in the sequence of the, the the home button first and the on-off button second. And when you do the home button, hold it down while you're pushing the on-off button at the top. And okay. you'll, hear, you'll hear a click, and what it did was it took a picture of your screen, and then it'll put it into your camera roll, which is the place where you store all of your photographs. So huh. any... Any kind of information that you have on your screen and you say, oh, I need to copy down these numbers or this phone number. I just did number. that. I just did, did it, it. Did it copy it for you? Yep, yep. Okay. So go to your camera roll, if you know where that is. Um, yep. It'll be a little sunflower that says photos. Yep. And now you'll see whatever was on your phone it has been taken a picture uh, and it is in your camera roll. So that's a very powerful tool um, for being able to um, match numbers um, or anything that could be transient, anything that could change. Like so text I, messages I, would be an example. This would be an example, yeah. So I, I had, uh, I was going uh, 488 miles an hour, and I thought um, that would be an interesting piece of information. So I took a screenshot of it, and then I sent you two emails. One had the photograph in it um, uh, that uh, had all of the information from the theodolite. And then mm-hmm. the other one was the um, uh, the speedometer. And um, could you use that information? Well, I think you could. You know, it, it depends. Uh, you know, each application is applied to what you need it for. Um, I recently testified in a case where I had to actually drive. Uh, first of all, I had to measure a distance very accurately that the police said that they took a road and they traveled on. And uh, they arrived at a scene that the they then arrested a person. And they were trying to say that going that distance in that length of time, they couldn't have done that. So they sent me out to um, photograph the area, but also to time it as I drove and tell them what speed I went at and, and how far I went. So I measured it with a measuring wheel, and I had the speedometer in my truck. But whenever you measure something, it should be calibrated, and sometimes mm-hmm. Calibrating it to a second thing is good enough. So I have now calibrated all of the speedometers in my cars uh, to um, 
this second source. Now, the, the speedometer that I'm talking about that you download is just called Speedometer, and uh, it's an application that's free, and mm-hmm. you download it, and um, there'll be a number of applications called Speedometer. This is the one that has a, a icon that has 55 in the, in the icon. So it's a free okay. application, and it's accurate to one mile an hour, plus or minus one mile an hour, which is plenty good enough for, for testifying in court. So mm-hmm. there's a free application that if you use it in the right place, it's, it's great. Great. That's a, that's a great tool. Um, so okay. getting, getting to tools that I think that um, investigators really should have in their toolbox, um, uh, let's get started on some of that because uh, the iPhone comes with a great camera. It's got um, reminders. It's got a calendar. Uh, but you, you can really load it up with some other tools that I really find very, very useful. One of them, especially for investigators, is called iField Notes by James Waddle. And it's, I think it's free or not very much money, only a couple of bucks, if, if even that. And iField Notes allows you, you know how when you go out and you do something, when you're an investigator, you keep field notes? Mm-hmm. I went to this place at this time. Right. I went to this place at that time. Well, you can still do that, but actually now you can just pick up your iPhone and you can talk into it and say, I just finished talking to uh, Francie, and um, then you stop talking, and it will make, and, and you say, okay, um, uh, remember that. There's a little button there that, that says that's the end of what I'm saying. And it will write down the time exactly and the the GPS coordinates about where you were when you made that that um, 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 comment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I field notes is very good for keeping track of field notes and GPS coordinates of where you were when you made that note. Okay. Um, another one is called I Crime Fighter. And what does that one do? iCrime Fighter, it was designed for police and investigators, but it can be used by anybody. And it has an ability to um, create cases. So let's say you're dealing with a certain case, and you take a picture that relates to that case. So you can take that picture and store it with the rest of the information for that case. So audio recordings, notes, um, photographs, all the kinds of things that an investigator would use can be used on this iCrime fighter, and then they're stored in the same area with those notes and photographs and audio recordings, and all of it is in one place in one application called iCrime fighter. Wow. Excellent. Um, and who is that one by? Um, I'm not sure, but it's the only one that's called the only one. Crime, okay. crime Fighter. They don't really do very well at, at uh, giving you very much information sometimes, so it's really difficult. They, they don't have like a model number or a, they have kind of a version number, but they, they, um, you'll, you'll have to kind of look around. And, and, then, um, and then, Keith, can you download that to your computer or how, it, or can you email it to yourself or how does that work? No, what you do is you go in, um, um, that's a great question. We should discuss uh, how to actually utilize these applications because a lot of people don't put apps in their phones because they don't even know how. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can give you some, uh, some great uh, information about how to put the apps into the phone and how to search for the apps and how to find which apps are best great. and ha- how to see apps that are related okay. to the app that you're looking at. Okay, let's let's go ahead with some of these other apps, and then we'll come back to that. Okay, um, let's do uh, TurboScan because um, uh, TurboScan yeah. is a great application uh, uh, to put into your phone. By the way, you asked, can we download that to our computer? Applications generally work on the phone only. There are several applications that are designed to use in your phone and with the uh, with the computer. And one of them is called Evernote. And let's talk about Evernote in a minute, but right now I want to talk about TurboScan. Okay. Um, and just just uh, full disclosure, I don't work for any of these companies. So the ones <laughs> I'm talking about are just ones I use and I would suggest that people have in their toolkit. Exactly. Um, TurboScan is a wonderful program that you do buy, but it's not very expensive. It's a couple of bucks. And it allows you to scan documents and keep them organized. 
it does a very good job of scanning the organizing uh, the uh, the documents but it also has one feature on it that i find absolutely uh, essential for anybody that's doing investigation work um, i recently um, uh, got a a, um, a ticket at a parking garage and i wanted to scan the, the ticket so that i wouldn't lose it mm-hmm. so i scanned it and because it was green paper the scan was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. And then they had the stamp on it that said the time and the date and all of that. That hardly showed up at all. But on the TurboScan, there was a feature that allows you to go into a different um, ability where you actually take three pictures, and they're all put together into one. And I couldn't believe how good the stamp actually turned out. Um, it, hmm. it, it looked perfect. So um, using uh, TurboScan is a, a, a great tool, and then also using the ability to take three pictures at once um, is, a, is another um, really good. They call it SureScan 3 times, 3x. So SureScan 3x, and it's part of the TurboScan program, and um, it, it works flawlessly. It's really quite good. Okay. Uh, another one that I would really highly recommend for investigators is called Translate, made by Google. I and love that one. I've used that one. That's a great one. Isn't that great? Not only yes. if you're talking to somebody that's uh, speaking Spanish or you need to say something to them in Spanish, but if you're talking to somebody from Armenia, or, or I mean, it has lots of, of uh, languages in it. So Google Translate should be on everybody's phone. Yeah. Um, Google Earth should be on everybody's phone. One of the most powerful programs I've ever seen, um, and I use it constantly for making measurements, for making, um, uh, for knowing where something is, so that I don't go driving around in circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, sometimes I'll talk to somebody and I'll just look up their address, and I'll say, "Oh, I see you've got a pool in your backyard," and they'll say, well, "How did you know that from yeah. all the way? <laughs> you know, you're in California. How did you know that? You know, well, Google Earth, you know." All right. right. Um, luckily hey, Keith, we, look- we need to take another break. Can you hang on just a second? Absolutely. Stay tuned more for Keith. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. IRB Search is where quality matters. IRB provides access to the best online data for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB data gives you strength in numbers, allowing you to access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified, and you'll receive a two-week free trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest, Keith Rosenthal, is bringing in some of us, maybe not all, but some of us up to speed in the technological age. We're just talking about some of these applications. Uh, Keith, you have something listed here as a PFAR. What is that? PF-free? Oh, that, that is an aircraft uh, identification um, uh, pro- program that I use when I'm uh, – there's a couple of different uh, airplane uh, programs that I use. Actually, the PFAR is uh, is – a program that is um, it allows me to look up in the air if I see an airplane I can hold my cell phone up and identify what flight number it is how fast it's going and um, where it's going where it came from and it's, it's all FAA information as long as the airplane has a, a transponder in it and it's on a you know it's like a commercial airliner because it's using the same information that the uh, the, the flight traffic controllers would be using okay so it's it's not necessarily something an investigator would use i actually use it because i'm I'm an astronomer and i give tours of the night sky to people and sometimes people are saying what's that star and i say well that's not really a star it's an airplane well how do you know that's an airplane you know and then i hold up my phone and i tell them that's flight 279 coming out of san francisco and going to it just blows their mind (laughs) yeah for sure now it wouldn't work on a private plane though huh no, because they don't have transponders and okay. they're not on radar usually. Their flight yeah. is usually um, a visual flight. And is that the same kind of program as Flight View that you have listed? No, Flight View is a good one. So the other one was called, so people can write this down, P is in Paul, F is in Flight, A-R. And that costs just a couple of bucks, but it'll be really fun to take out. and You can use it even in the house and you just point the... The, mm-hmm. um, the the cell phone around the room, and it'll show you actually where the airplanes are. And when you look up in the sky, there they are. And it works <laughs> quite well. Um, That's amazing. Fl- That's amazing. Flight, and what, what is Flight View? Flight View is where you have a friend coming in from um, someplace on an airplane, and you can put in their uh, flight number and the airline, and then it'll tell you where the plane is, and it'll actually show you a map where the plane is so that you can go have um, a sandwich waiting for the plane to get there because it's been delayed or wherever. Um, And you can actually see um, uh, where in flight it is and which gate it's going to be at and which baggage terminal it's going to be at. All of that information is all there, and Flight View is free. I believe it's free. And um, it's just called Flight View. So for going to the airport or for picking up uh, somebody or for yourself when you go to the airport and you want to check if something's been delayed or whatever, right. you don't have yeah. to wait to get to the to the um, uh, uh, concourse. You can go ahead and um, uh, look on Flight View, and it'll give you all the information that the, that the airlines has. And, you know, I, I'm constantly – here's another trick that I have found really works. If I see somebody looking at their iPhone – um, and they look like an interesting person that would even allow me to talk to them. I just walk up to them and I say, well, "What's your favorite app?" And mm-hmm. depending on their business, they'll tell me. I, I was at uh, the L.A. airport, and there was a pilot, um, uh, a captain, walking through the concourse, and he was looking at his iPhone. I said, "What's your favorite app?" And he told me about this fantastic application that pilots use called My Radar. And My okay. Radar allows anybody, you, me, anybody to see very accurate aircraft quality radar of the weather that is any place in in the world. And you can then, um, it will pick up on your GPS coordinate of where you are, and it'll show you the current weather pattern uh, if there's rain or clouds in your area. So a pilot would want to see where they're going and see where the weather is, they don't even have to wait to get into the airplane cockpit. They can do it right out of their cell phone. So my radar is really good. Um, and another you, one, and then you have aero weather as well. Is that aero what is weather that one? is excellent? Um, A E R O. Another one that's free, and it allows people to. Play
plug in airports that are either places that they're flying to or that they live near, um, and they can then see the exact up to the date, uh, up to the minute weather of what is at that airport. And that helps if you're, uh, like I live in Napa, so I'm going to go to San Francisco and I, I can look and see what the weather is going to be like, mm, not mm-hmm. here, but there. And I know you can go on the television and you can look, and there's other applications that I use for weather. Um, the general population per- type person would want to use a, an application more like a, a program, an application for their phone called Weather Bug. Mm-hmm. And Weather Bug gives you all of the stuff that you'd want to know if you were just, do I need to take a jacket and an umbrella? That's Weather Bug. That's not right. real technical. Okay. Um, and it'll tell you all of the temperatures and wind and all of that for five day forecast and all that. Weather Bug. Really okay. good for that. Um, the applications for photography. Um, of course, I was talking a minute ago about Evernote. Now, Evernote is something I think everybody should look at because it's a way of organizing everything, whether it's a note or an audio recording or a photograph. You put it on Evernote, and it's like a, a, a large repository of information that you can always get to. But the nicest part about it for me is when I walk in my office, it automatically syncs with my laptop and displays all of the information that I've been putting into the Evernote program in my phone is now on my laptop. Now, do you have a Mac, though? you have a Mac laptop? No, or you don't it, have to. I have PC, and it, it, it works with PC. I think that okay. Evernote is actually made by Microsoft. Okay. All right. Good. So Ever, That's Evernote great. Is, is free, and everybody that I have talked with about what's their favorite app at some point has said Evernote. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good one for investigators uh, is if you've ever had to uh, record audio, somebody speaking or some some kind of sounds, whatever. There's a very nice app called WavePad, W-A-V-E-P-A-D, WavePad. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I was needed one of those the other night, and I was looking for, I was looking for an app for that. Well, you know, the, the beauty of this app, I have a lot of different recording and sound um, applications because I do a lot of sound work. But um, uh, WavePad is beautiful because it's a good recorder. It does a good job of recording, and it shows you a lot of information about what you're recording. It also allows you to edit in the phone. So if you record a whole bunch, but the person only said what you needed them to what you needed to hear what they said, and you want to edit that. You don't want to have the whole thing in there. You just want to have the part that you want. Mm-hmm. You can edit that right in the phone with WavePad. Very, very good program for that. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, a couple of other programs I would suggest for the investigator would be um, Converter Free, which converts all kinds of um, uh, metric and Every kind of thing that you've ever run into where you say, well, I don't know that. I only know miles per hour. I don't know, <laughs> you know, other things. So Converter Free is a free program where you dial in what you've got and what you want, and it converts it for you automatically. Very, very handy program. Now, now one that you were telling me about while we were on the break is VIN Driven. VIN driven, yes. A simple little program. I believe it's free. And, and when I say VIN driven, it's V like in victory. I N D R I V E N. VIN driven. And what it is, is, is real simple. It's used by, uh, people that are in car lots. And they go up to a car and there is a, on the inside of the door, usually the driver's door, there's a sticker that's got the VIN number and it's a barcode. And you just bring up VinDriven, and there's a scanner in it. And you scan that barcode, and it will tell you um, what car you're looking at, the the make, the model, the year, the color, um, how many cylinders the engine is, um, all kinds of information about that car based on the vehicle identification number. That's what VIN stands for, is vehicle identification number. So... Some VINs are on newer cars are actually in the windshield, so you could go through the windshield and actually see if that's the right. car you're looking for. So for exactly. an investigator, a VIN number would be a useful thing. 
Well, particularly um, people that do repossessions, I would think, or looking for stolen cars, maybe, things like that would be really good. Certainly, if you've got a VIN number, um, you, you, you know, you can't, uh, a, a VIN number usually has the, 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 the written number below it, but it's such a long number, it's kind of hard to st- sit there with a flashlight and check it out, and it's usually sideways, so it makes it even harder to see. <laughs> and people notice you when you have flashlights looking at their car. <laughs> yeah. So a VIN number, it's in the field, it's free, it's in the field ability to scan the VIN number and then come up with information about it. I have all kinds of scanners in my phone. Um, people are going to wonder, you know, my phone has more than 160 applications in them, and I use all of the applications, but I use them in astronomy, I use them in photography, I use them in investigating work, I use them to organize my life, I use them to, you know, find what airplane is where when I'm, when I'm at the airport. I use them for whatever I possibly can. The, the, the real um, uh, power of the phone is to learn how to download applications that are useful to you. You and I did a case where we were constantly running out to to um, uh, feed the parking meter. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it have been nice to just have an application that would have told us how much more time we have left, and then For we sure. wouldn't have been frightened by the whole experience? So <laughs> I, I downloaded an application called Parking Time, and you you basically plug in what the parking time is, and it keeps track of it for you and gives you alarms when uh, when you're getting close, depending on how close you want to get. So you can tell it five minutes out, 15 minutes out, 10 minutes out, you can tell it any of that, and the parking alarm will save you parking tickets, and it's free. That's great. Or a buck we, or two. Yeah, we've got to take another break. Keith, we'll be right back. This is so great. Thank you. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. We're back with Keith, our evidence photographer, and uh, we're talking about the iPhone 5 and utilizing it and maximizing it. Keith, let's uh, switch gears for a second and talk about downloading apps and, and getting things into your computer that are on your iPhone. Okay. Um, let's take everybody kind of on a, on a process here that um, if they have their phone in front of them, I'll walk them through it because I have my phone in front of me. Okay. And the, the process of, of finding applications that you want to utilize, it could be anything, cooking, sewing, anything, but you use the search feature of the application store. Mm-hmm. So find the application store on your, your phone and open right. that up, and you'll be now 
given a screen that says info, search, okay, and um, um, you'll want to go to search, and then you'll have at the top of the screen, you'll have a black bar, and um, you can uh, touch that black bar. It'll probably be on the last thing you search for, but touch the black bar at the end of all of the words that you were searching for before, and then touch the X. That'll clear out everything, Mm -hmm. and now you can type in whatever um, you're looking for. Now, because I'm a photographer, and we didn't talk about this, but I think that everybody would benefit by looking for Camera Plus. And it's it's Camera, spelled C-A-M-E-R-A, and then the plus is just the plus sign. Okay. So if you, if you type that in, and I'm going to take you kind of through the process here so that um, uh, you can see how I do it, but then also... Um, how uh, you could do it on your own for whatever you want to do, whether it's cooking or or, or um, hiking, whatever. If you're looking for an application, this is how you do it. So you would type in Camera Plus, okay. or you could just say Photography and then look at all of the different photography applications and find the Camera Plus. But here we're just looking for Camera Plus. So it'll it'll come up. Did you did you end up? Yeah, with it comes up Plus? as Camera Awesome. Uh, well, there's one that's Camera Awesome, but then if you Move. Uh, uh, oh, Camera but, Plus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you'll have an ability cents. to to scroll through a number of programs. So okay. that's your first step is to look at all of the programs and see which one looks like it's going to do what you want it to do. And there might be twenty or thirty programs there. Um, let's take the second one that comes up, which is the one that I want you to look at because okay. I've looked at these other ones, and it's called Camera with a little plus sign. Okay. Okay. So we will then just touch on the the um, uh, the application, and now you'll come up with a window that says Camera Plus up at the top. And the important parts that I want to show you is first of all, there's a button that says Buy or or Open or depending on if this is a for sale mm-hmm. um, program or if it's free, it might say free. Don't go there yet. The first thing to do is look at the details. Okay, and the first thing that will come up would be details. And um, in the details, you'll be able to scroll this to the right with your finger, and you'll see either one, two, or three, or four screens that look like what the program looks like. So you can kind of figure out, is this kind of what I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you can also scroll down below it, and you'll see description. And it'll give you a description from the company. Now, really, a, a very important thing to look at is how big is it, the size? So this is 23.3 megabytes. That's not real, real big, but it's going to take up some room. Mm-hmm. But, um, you, you'll need to kind of get used to looking at size so um, uh, you're not overloading your phone with great big programs that use like 300 megabytes and you hardly use the program. Right. So size is really good. Um, and then um, go back up to the top and look at reviews touch reviews. Now, mm-hmm. you'll see that um, there's 28,000 reviews on this particular one, and most of them are, are good. That's a good indicator. I don't believe reviews are very accurate. Um, there are some people that just write bad reviews because they've got nothing better to do. Um, but um, the reviews are helpful. Um, so start kind of by reading some of the reviews and see if it's sort of something that you're looking for. Remember, you can't get your money back if you buy it and you don't like it, so do as much research as you can. Okay. Um, another good button to use is related. It's to the right of reviews. Are you following me, by the way? I'm, yeah, I'm following you. Okay. hope our listeners it, are. I hope so. Um, uh, the button is called related, and related is really cool because it'll show you other applications that people have purchased or just more applications that are similar to the one that you're looking at. And sometimes you'll find something that you didn't even expect to find, but it's an interesting application. So it's a good way to just kind of go fishing for applications. Mm -hmm. So I use Related a lot uh, to just look and see maybe there's something out there that's similar to what I'm looking for. Um, uh, um, And I'll I'll, I'll look at those. You don't have to buy them. You just look at them. So once you decide to buy it, you'll press the button that says um, buy, or if it says free, you'll just press that button. Then you'll have to input your um, your your 
uh, private password that right. uh, you, you've signed up for, and that's how it lines up with your credit card. And then it will uh, install it, and within just a, a minute or two, you've got the program ready to use and you're ready to go. Um, you'll notice also that in, if you have um, somebody else on that same number, um, you know, if you have a wife or husband that uses the same number, they'll be able to load it into their phone. So I think you're, in some cases, able to load it into several devices so that you are maximizing your use. So maybe you and your wife or husband can use the program, not just beyond just your phone. Okay, and so I just I downloaded Camera Plus, and what is the advantage of using that one? The advantage of using that one is that you'll you'll um, as you're using it, you'll notice that you'll be able to control the exposure by touching the screen. Um, look at at. Um, do you notice that you're able to take a picture mm, just like mm-hmm. your regular phone? Right. Uh, do you do you notice there's a line across the middle that shows you when you're level? Yep. I bet you that'll help you. Yep, that would be and good. That that line won't show up in the finished picture. But okay. if you touch the screen with one finger, wherever you touch the screen, that's where it's going to focus, and you can move that around. But it'll stay focused there, unlike the camera that comes with the ca- the, the oh. camera that comes in the iPhone. You touch the screen where you want it to focus, but then if you move the camera around, it won't stay focused right there. But the power of this is this particular program is that you can also touch it with two fingers. And wherever you touch it with the second finger, that's where the exposure will be calculated. So you can move down into the shadows or into the highlights and expose the picture the way that you want it. If you want to zoom this particular picture, there's a bar across the side or the top where you can, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you see how it zooms? Right. But it gives it an, an, it actually gives it a number. It it takes it up, yeah, it takes it up to six times. Yeah, with the with the regular iPhone, it doesn't give you a number; it just zooms. So this is a way to be able to to know that you're shooting with a more normal lens. Yeah. Um, there is a a program that I use. Uh, I know we're running out of time or short here, but uh, there's a, maybe we'll do this again. Um, there's a, another um, program that I use called uh, Exif um, Photo Exif F O T O E X I F. And okay. in Photo Exif, it'll actually identify from the file that the photograph um, creates. It'll be able to read all of the information in there about where you had it uh, zoomed to, so that you can have that as a reproducible thing, which is very valuable for courtroom. That's great. Good. That's a good one. Uh, what about Frame Magic? You have Frame Magic down. F- frame Magic is. Um, how you would present pictures so that um, you drag and drop pictures into the frame and, and it it's not just picture frames it's actually like five or six or seven pictures on a page so a picture comes up let's say you want to have five or six pictures of a vacation you can drag them and drop them into this kind of um, uh, uh, um, uh, template and then when you upload the picture they're all like you put them next to each other but they're in one picture okay keith you know what we are out of time can you believe that but let me say to my uh to the listeners here if you're interested in having a list of the applications that we've talked about plus the applications that we haven't talked about that keith recommends if you'll send me an email uh, at francie at pisdeclassified.com i will send you the list um that's I think that's great. the best way to get it out right away. So in case people are listening and they want to have this information, it, it's been delightful, Keith. I wish we well, had more you. time. We could do this for another hour, perhaps. Um, let me just say that uh, I want to thank my sponsors, IRB Search and PI Magazine. And IRB Search is a data provider that caters exclusively to private investigators. So if you're interested in them, it's www.irb. IRB like boy search one word dot com. And if you're interested in reading PI related articles, subscribe to PI Magazine. Go to www.pimagazine.com. So, folks, again, tune in next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. We have next week, Terry Cox will be broadcasting from Memphis, Tennessee, with the National Association of Legal Investigators Conference. Terry Cox is the president. He's going to be talking about what's going on in Memphis and some of his own cases. So it's 
PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Keith. You're great. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to PIs Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.